Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. The Steelers are out to protect concussion-prone Kenny Pickett. In fact, their 2023 draft motto should be, show me the beef. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The high-scoring Super Bowl proved that an NFL championship rides on the arm of a prolific quarterback. To get back to the big game, the Steelers must do everything possible to protect their second-year franchise QB, Kenny Pickett. This way, he'll have every chance to raise his game to compete among the elite passers in the league. This is why the Steelers will use their impressive draft ammunition, three picks in the top 40, to shore up Pickett's protection i.e. that offensive line that's been shaky since a plethora of Pittsburgh All-Pros retired late in the Ben Roethlisberger era. What better way to ensure the success of the Pickett era in Pittsburgh than giving him a line such as the one Big Ben enjoyed, one studded with studs like Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, Alejandro Villanueva, and Ramon Foster. It's no coincidence that it took two first-round picks for the Steelers to build this solid foundation in front of Big Ben. Of course, after age took its inevitable toll on that stellar Steelers line, the team chose to cobble together replacements from among second- and third-tier free agents and lower-round draft picks. The bargain basement Steelers line never gelled during the waning years of Roethlisberger's career. This, coupled with his own aged-reduced mobility, caused Ben to release the football in mere nanoseconds. That turned the splash-play-minded Steelers into a dink-and-dunk pop-gun attack. The same problems persisted into the Kenny Pickett's rookie year. Now, that rookie year was supposed to see him remain on the bench for a good part of the season behind anointed starter Mitch Trubisky. Of course, it didn't work out that way. Pickett became the starter by Game 4, and the O-line, retooled once again with second-tier free agents, took time to gel in both the run and pass games. Eventually, the line found its footing and was no longer a glaring weakness. But it really wasn't a stellar strength either. 
and along the bumpy but upward trajectory of Kenny Pickett's first year, the future of the franchise also suffered two concussions along the way. This, above all, should be a bright red warning flag for the black and gold that nothing less than a blue-chip pass protector is appropriate for the seemingly concussion-prone Kenny Pickett. The former Pitt QP's all-important second year cannot be permitted to be marred or even scuttled by any more concussions or injuries caused by subpar protection from that Steelers line. It's time to sink some serious cash and a couple of high draft picks into this foundational unit. This investment will pay dividends in both the run and pass game for years to come. Now I realize drafting big bodies is never sexy. And the current popular pick in Pittsburgh is reuniting Pickett with his college pass connection in the form of fast-rising receiver Jordan Addison. He would be a shiny new toy in the Steelers' uniform. But he's also a luxury, not a necessity. A rock-solid Steelers O-line that allows Pickett to reach his full potential as a passer and also clears the way for another former first-round pick, running back Najee Harris, to uncork some long game-breaking runs that have been absent from his arsenal in his first two seasons in Pittsburgh. This would be the most prudent pursuit for Pittsburgh's draft. The growing mock draft consensus has it that the Steelers' new GM brain trust of Omar Khan and Andy Wield will follow this basic building principle for winning NFL franchises. Sure, there are other pressing Steelers' needs at other key positions, including defensive line, inside linebacker, and quarterback. Filling these needs will command high draft picks to harvest top game-changing talent at these sought-after positions. But the real return on investment in today's NFL is far higher on the offensive side of the football. It starts with an elite quarterback who can score with the likes of Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. For Pickett to have any chance of raising his game to the lofty heights it will take to compete in the AFC, he must have that rock-solid line in front of him. The winning foundation for the future must be established this offseason. Nothing, not new shiny weapons in the passing game, nor fearsome defenders on the other side of the football, will be as crucial to the Steelers' future and to pickets as this. After all, the futures of both are now intertwined. As goes Pickett, so goes the Steelers. And as go the O-line, so goes them all. We have much more on the actual big bodies the Steelers may be considering to retool that line with top pick studs in this all-beef edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Be sure to check out my print column first thing Thursday on Live, pound for pound, 
it will be packed with plenty of memes, bringing Pittsburgh's O-line shopping list to life. Right now, let's get right to it. First up, we have Mike DeFabio writing for The Athletic. And before sizing up the oversized lineman who could be available to the Steelers at pick 17, he smartly analyzes why going O-line high in the draft will maximize the value of the team's first-round picks for the last two years. The addition of beef, size, strength, and skill up front will only make both Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris better, healthier, and much more productive, which is what Pittsburgh needs to compete with the likes of high-flying Buffalo, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, and, of course, Kansas City in the offensive overdrive that has become the AFC. Here now his DeFabo on the Steelers' heavyweight shopping list for top talent on the all-important O-line. He writes this, quote, Protecting Pickett's blind sign should be a priority, especially after he was forced to leave two of his 12 starts due to head injuries. Even though Pickett utilized his mobility to escape plenty of pressure, he was still sacked 2.25 times per game, the ninth highest rate in the league. A dominant offensive lineman, especially at left tackle, would help accomplish these goals. A shiny new left tackle would give Pickett more time to work through his progressions and help keep him upright. That would also help a running game that keyed the Steelers' second-half surge in 2022 as they transformed into the NFL's eighth-best rushing team after the bye week. Let's be clear. I'm not arguing for the Steelers to turn into a one-dimensional, run-obsessed team like the Titans. But if they strive for balance with upgrades on the offensive line, it will help take some of the pressure off Pickett's right arm as he continues to develop in year two, unquote. Hey, that's great analysis right there from the Athletic and DeFabo. But who are, who are they? Who's the beef? Well, DeFabo shows us the beef. His projected Pittsburgh picket, number 17, drumroll please, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle, Georgia. DeFabo writes this on that big body tackle, quote, Depending on how the draft unfolds, it's realistic to envision the Steelers choosing either a cornerback or an offensive lineman in the first round. In Dane Brueger's pre-combine top 100, the best corners are Oregon's Christian Gonzalez, Penn State's Joey Porter Jr., Illinois' Devin Witherspoon, but Brueger's top three tackles are Northwestern's Peter Sokrowski, Ohio State's Paris Johnson Jr., and of course, that big bulldog, Broderick Jones. If any of those six players are available at 17, the Steelers will have to seriously consider them. Now, there is a chance that all three tackles are gone. The Cardinals, who have the third pick, the Raiders with the seventh, the Falcons with the eighth, the Titans at 11, the Jets at 13 are just a few of the teams who could be looking for offensive line help before the Steelers are on the clock at 17. 
But for this exercise, let's say Jones slides a bit and the Steelers are able to snag him. He could be part of the solution to shore up the offensive line in front of Pickett for the next decade. Quote, with his above average movement skills, Broderick Jones is considered offensive tackle one in this class by several NFL teams, Brugler wrote. Quote, he's agile with his feet and has quick strike hands that keep his frame square to rushers. Jones comes close to losing his balance more often than you'd like to see, but there is no doubting his natural talent, unquote. Others to be considered at this pick, according to DeFabo, Clemson defensive tackle Brian Breeze, Pitt defensive tackle Kalehe Clancy, Penn State cornerback Joey Porter Jr., Illinois quarterback Devin Witherspoon, Alabama safety Brian Branch, unquote. So there you go. I mean, you know, DeFabo is clearly leaning beef on the offensive line to be the first priority, and I believe that will be the first priority. But, of course, he's mixing in the premium talent at those other positions of need, particularly cornerback, inside linebacker, and even defensive tackle. So what do you think, Steelers Nation? Do you like your beef on the menu? Clearly, the Steelers' new assistant GM, Andy Weald, late of the all-beef Philly Eagles, he likes it too. Once again, here's a DeFabo answering an athletic mailbag question about whether we should expect Weald's track record in Philly of prioritizing big people, i.e. linemen on both sides of the football, to carry over into his first Steelers draft. DeFabo writes this, quote, When I did my recent deep dive on Weald, I phrased a similar question to Ravens GM Eric DaCosta, who worked with Weald in Baltimore for more than a decade. His answer tells you everything you need to know. Quote, we're all kind of a product of our environment, DaCosta said. I'm not going to go to another team and not believe in the importance of offensive and defensive linemen and big, physical, aggressive, tough, mean football players, unquote. Weald was indoctrinated into this environment in Baltimore and then reinforced this philosophy in Philadelphia. I have to assume it will carry over in Pittsburgh, especially given the need up front on both lines, unquote. What is more, DeFabo says Weald could be ready to wheel in deal on draft day to land the lineman Pittsburgh covets. Here's what DeFabo wrote on the possibility of a trade. Quote, when I reported the aforementioned feature about Weald, another thing colleagues pointed out is that the Steelers' first-year assistant GM is really good at tapping into his network of sources to figure out what other teams are thinking. That's part of the reason the Eagles were so active in making draft day trades. So what would be a scenario that causes the Steelers to move up? Just for fun, I'm keeping my eyes on the top three offensive tackles and the top two corners. The athletic draft analyst, Dane Brugler, ranks corners Christian Gonzalez and Joey Porter Jr. as the 5th and 11th best prospects, respectively. At offensive tackle, he ranked Northwestern's Peter Skoronsky, 
fourth, Ohio State's Paris Johnson Jr. ninth, and Georgia's big bulldog Broderick Jones at 12. That means there's a decent likelihood all five are off the board before the Steelers pick at 17. But if one of those players is available in the teens, it could make sense for the Steelers to move up a handful of spots to select him. That's especially true if they want a marquee tackle. After Jones, the next best tackle on Brugler's board is ranked 37. So if the Steelers missed out on one of the top three tackles, it might be a bit of a reach to get one at 17, or they'll have to roll the dice that their guy will be there at 32. There you have it, Pittsburgh. Your favorite football team is preparing to go big or go home in the 2023 NFL Draft. Like I said, the Steelers' motto might as well be, show me the beef. They want their O-line to be large and in charge, so their past two first-round picks, Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris, enjoy the blocking and protection they will need to succeed. After all, the success of the Steelers' picket and the line are now all intertwined. As goes one, so goes the rest. And it's high time for the Steelers to go high for a blue-chip player to anchor the foundation of the team and ensure Kenny Pickett is healthy and productive far into the future of the franchise because he is the franchise. This is Pittsburgh Shore's path back to a championship. No substitutes nor second-tier talent up front will suffice. Of course, we will see what they do as the offseason heats up, and we'll cover it all right here on your Steelers Update podcast. So sign up and get it fresh every Wednesday afternoon automatically. And of course, log on to penlive.com for your real-time Steelers news. <laughs>